Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to go over some common myths about adding chemicals to the skimmer. And one that's been propagated in the industry is that you can't add any chemicals to the skimmer. And there are certain chemicals you definitely don't want to add to the skimmer. But I'll go over some things you can safely put in your skimmer. It's not going to cause any problems with your pool equipment or the pool itself. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open 7 days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's Referral Program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. I think this myth developed because of Trichlor tablets basically and you shouldn't add these to the skimmer. In any circumstance, they should not be put in the skimmer because they have an extremely low pH of like 3. So any low pH product in the skimmer is definitely not advised. And the trichlor tablets will sit in the skimmer. When, it, when the pool turns off, what happens is that that water builds up a really acidic content. And then when you turn the pool on 8 hours later, all that gets pulled into the equipment and then shot out the return line. And I've seen pools with stains in the return line from trichlor tablets in the skimmer. And the acid in the trichlor tablet will, of course, damage your heater, your filter, any equipment. It's not something that's advisable. Now, if you don't have a heater, you may be able to get away with this. But then you have, of course, the problem with the staining the pool to the return line. So I wouldn't recommend putting trichlor tablets directly in the skimmer. I get this all the time, too, when I mention this. is like, what if I tie my floater in front of the skimmer? Isn't that the same thing? That's not the same thing because in the floater tied to the skimmer, you know, let's say you tie it to the skimmer lid and it's sitting in front of the skimmer. The tablets are actually in the floater, not in the skimmer. So when the pool turns off, maybe it's a little acidic right in front of the skimmer, but it's not sitting in the bottom of the skimmer basket. And this is where the acid kind of like, you know, the tablet is sitting in there and it's dissolving in that skimmer while it's off. And in the floater, it's not dissolving nearly as much because there's usually vents on there you can close to make the tablet not dissolve as quickly, and it's not sitting directly in the skimmer. So having the floater tied to the front of the skimmer is not the same thing as having tablets inside the the basket sitting in the skimmer itself, you know, and that's where that water is kind of settling. And so it's different. So I would say you can tie it to the front of the skimmer, no problem, but putting them in the skimmer is definitely a problem. And I get sometimes it may be necessary to put a tablet in the pool and putting in the skimmer, if it's a saltwater pool, let's say, if we're doing a green pool cleanup, that may be really convenient for you. I would say limited-wise, you may have some damage. Maybe if you just use it once or twice and do this once in a while, it's not too bad. But why risk damaging anything with the tablet and the skimmer? You could purchase some extra floaters and carry them in your, your truck. So if you have a saltwater pool where the salt cell stops working and you want to float some tablets in there, Simply put them in the floater and then drop it in the pool and tell the customer you have tablets in there in the meantime while you're repairing the salt system. And that may speed up the process anyway because they may not like having the the trichlor tablets in a floater in their pool. 
So it's something that would probably help you in a way. Putting them in a skimmer basket would not be advisable. Same thing with the green pool cleanup. You probably can get away with it in that case because you're going to be running the pool for 24, 48 hours. And the main danger with the trichlor is when it sits in the skimmer, when, it when you turn it off and all that acidic water gets shot through the system. So if the pool's running 24 hours a day with a green pool cleanup, you could probably get away with it, but you can also put it in a floater and drop it into the a tablet floater and drop it into the pool and run it that way also. So bottom line is you want to minimize and maybe never put a trichlor tablet in a skimmer basket in the skimmer. There's a couple chemicals that I really like putting into the skimmer and that's the sodium bicarb and soda ash. And this is one of those things where when you put it directly in the pool, it tends to cloud the pool up greatly in a lot of circumstances. And if you can add the baking soda or the soda ash into the skimmer, in most cases, that's the best option. The pool should be running for at least eight hours when you do this. You may get some blowback in the return line still because the filter might get overloaded. So I like to just put in maybe one pound, one pound scoop, wait a couple minutes, then put some more in there. And again, it may, again, blow right through the filter, depending on how old the filter is, how, how big the filter is, or how much you're putting in. But this still minimizes the amount of dust on the bottom of the pool. And I find that putting it in the skimmer, it's one way to prevent the pool from becoming extremely cloudy by just dumping it in there. And it keeps it from settling on the bottom of the pool most of the time. So putting this in the skimmer is perfectly safe because the baking soda and the soda ash have a really high pH and it's not going to damage anything. And it's a great way to introduce it to the pool without clouding up the pool or causing problems with it settling on the bottom again. And then when someone goes swimming, all that dust kind of goes everywhere, causing the pool to cloud up. So you definitely want to add smaller amounts, of course, to the pool to, to reduce that kind of dusting. And you, all, you want to add it through the skimmer. And I have no problem adding that directly in the skimmer in most pools in most circumstances. Another product that I add directly in the skimmer is CalHypo. I've called HDH directly and talked to a chemist there. And I said, can I add the CalHypo powder directly in the skimmer? And he said, because of the high pH of that product, as long as you're running the pool for six to eight hours when you put it in there, it does really no damage. Yes, it is a chlorine and you're adding it in a dose to the pool but it doesn't do any damage because the high pH and it really is something that is a way to add the CalHypo to a pool without having the pool get cloudy on you. Also, there is a chance if there's copper in the water, if you were to pour the CalHypo directly into the pool, what could happen is that it could cause a black stain as the chlorine oxidizes the copper. And you see this all the time when someone posts on Facebook that they put CalHypo in a pool and there's like black stains everywhere. These will fade over time, of course. But this is a reaction with the copper in the water with CalHypo. So to prevent that, you can just put it directly in the skimmer. Now, if you have a Pool RX in the pump basket or the skimmer, it's not advisable to use CalHypo with a Pool RX unit because that'll calcify the anode pretty quickly. But as long as you're running the pool for at least six to eight hours while you're adding the CalHypo shock to the skimmer, and as long as you don't add like 20 pounds of it, something outrageous, you can get away with adding the CalHypo to the pool to the skimmer to avoid a lot of problems. You don't have to worry about mixing it in a bucket and then pouring it around the perimeter, nor do you have to really worry about staining with direct contact in the pool. And I've been doing this pretty much the whole time I've been doing pools, and a lot of pool guys do this also and gals. Nothing new, put the CalHypo in the skimmer to prevent the cloudiness and staining of the pool. And of course, you can put the counterpart of the CalHypo shock, which is the Pool Life or CCH CalHypo tablets. I mentioned that brand because 
These are the slow dissolving calhypotablets and the ones that I recommend. And the other ones may dissolve a lot faster. So the CCH and the Pool Life calhypotablets are perfectly safe in the skimmer. A lot of people don't want you to install a calhypo feeder. And to be honest with you, I don't think the calhypo feeders work as effectively as the trichlor feeders, in my opinion. You definitely don't want to ever put the calhypo tablet into a trichlor feeder because the residue on the side of the trichlor feeder may cause an explosion. Now I'm asked this all the time. Well, can I just use the calhypo tablets in a trichlor feeder if it's new? And the problem is that the calhypo tablets need a lot of water flow to dissolve and the trichlor feeders don't allow for that to happen. So the trichlor feeders are not the same as the calhypo feeders because the calhypo feeders are set up to let more water flow over the tablets, the calhypo tablets, I should say, to dissolve them faster and to make it effective. So you can't use a rainbow chlorinator with a calhypo tablet, even if it's brand new and there's no trichlor residue. Just won't work effectively because there's different engineering and there's a different way that the water has to pass over these tablets. So you can put them directly in the skimmer to avoid worrying about any kind of feeder. And they work really effective in the skimmer. And as per the manufacturer, they're perfectly safe to introduce into the skimmer and to let them slowly dissolve in the skimmer basket as the pool is running. So I think the Calhypo tablets and Calhypo are perfectly safe to introduce to the skimmer. And then of course, if you have a D filter, you're putting the D directly into the skimmer. Now there's different schools of thought. Some people say get a five gallon bucket, fill it with water and then put the D in there and mix it so that you can dissolve it and it's not gonna clog up anything. My school of thought is I'm old school. We never used to do that. I don't do that particularly on my route. And so I'll just put the scoop in slowly, one at a time, and I've never had it clog up a skimmer, nor have I had any problems with the coating the grids improperly. But if you really want to be extra cautious, you can definitely put it in a, get a five gallon bucket, fill it with water, add the DE there, stir it up into a slurry, and then pour it into the skimmer. I don't think it really matters that much. I've done it both ways and I've tested it. I figured, you know, if the bucket's better, maybe it distributes it better on the grids. So I've done some tests with using it in the bucket with DE and then pouring it in slowly versus putting the scoops directly in the skimmer. And I think it's the same effect. There's no real difference. I like using the cellar pool low dust DE. That's a great alternative to the regular DE. You don't have all that dust when you put it in there. But you can easily put DE into the skimmer. There's really no other way to charge up the filter without it. Now, if you have a pool with no skimmer, and there are some builders that build these infinity edge, edge pools, and they don't bother putting a skimmer in, because they think the basin's enough and the skimmer kind of is unsightly and nobody wants to see the skimmer in a $100,000 pool. I really disagree with that. I think the skimmer is extremely important for a lot of reasons besides being able to vacuum a pool out if you need to from the skimmer. But introducing things to the skimmer is kind of important like diatomaceous earth. So there are builders that will put a D filter in with no skimmer and then you have to kind of figure out what to do at that point. The easy thing for me is just to put the DE in the filter after I clean it on top of it, on top of the manifold, and maybe some down the sides into the grids. And then when the pool turns on, it should coat it pretty good. I've done this several times with these, quote, you know, artistic infinity edge pools with no skimmer. I don't know if there's an official name for them. I don't like them. And basically, you need a skimmer if you have a D filter to introduce the DE to the pool. Now, if you have a multi-cyclone by Waterco, or the jacuzzi version, this is problematic because that thing's going to suck everything up and it's not going to let you introduce any kind of 
powdered chemicals in the skimmer. With that, you can install a bypass, and I have a drawing of the bypass. Waterco was supposed to make this bypass, but I think they ran out of parts or just didn't bother to make it. And I have a mock-up of the actual, I have the actual real bypass, and I have a mock-up for how to install it. I know I'm on a little rabbit trail here, but you can email me at david at swimmingpoollearning.com if you want to see that bypass for the Waterco, Waterco Multi-Cyclone or the Jacuzzi JMC-16. And let me get back on track here. The Infinity Edge non-skimmer pools kind of got me off track, which, you know, if you're a builder, put a skimmer in. I think that's just something that's necessary, especially if you want to run the pool with the basin off. You know, how are you going to pick up all that debris and all the fine particles and leaf debris without a skimmer? I think one of the best infinity pools that I've seen, I guess I'm not off of it yet, is one with two skimmers and the basin on a separate pump. To me, that's like the best design, and I like the dual skimmer on this one because it just kind of rubs it in the face of other builders. I put two skimmers on this one, not no skimmers, so put a skimmer in there. I think one thing that you want to be careful with when you introduce into the pool is the cyanuric acid granular form. Many people have clogged up their skimmer line with this granular cyanuric acid. You may think that it's not going to be a problem, but if you look at the granulars, it looks kind of like, you know, kitty litter, basically. And if you're putting this in there and for some reason a big chunk of it clogs up in the plumbing, it's going to take forever to dissolve and it just kind of, kind of turns into this kind of paste that blocks the skimmer. So if you are going to use the granular cyanuric acid in the skimmer, I really suggest that you add it really slowly and in small amounts. One trick that we do here is that we'll turn the pool off, take out the pump basket from the pump, and then we'll turn the pool back on without the pump basket in there, and then we'll slowly pour the granular cyanuric acid into the pump. A lot of times if you're pouring, you know, four or five pounds in there, the pump basket gets full of the granular and then that stops the pump from flowing. And so removing the pump basket when you introduce it is a great way to kind of trick the system, and then you want to run the pool for 24 hours so that it dissolves. Sometimes it takes even longer. I don't like the granular cyanuric acid. There's a powder form that Leslie sells that's really effective. It's really powdery. And there's also the liquid um, cyanuric acid. It's called the liquid conditioner. I prefer that because if you ever clog up your plumbing with the cyanuric acid, it's a real bear to get it unclogged sometimes. And it's one of those things where you're trying to add the cyanuric acid to the skimmer, and then you mess things up and clog it up, and then you're in a world of hurt. So if you're going to add the granular cyanuric acid to the skimmer, I would say add it in small doses, let the pool run, add a scoop, add another scoop after a minute or two, make sure you remove the pump basket, and then run that pool for 24 hours so it dissolves completely. But I'm not a huge fan of adding cyanuric acid to the skimmer. I prefer the liquid or the real fine powder cyanuric acid that you would find at Leslie's Pool Supply. As far as adding borate to the skimmer, if you're gonna add a manufactured product like BioGuard Optimizer, that's perfectly fine because they made it a, they make that a neutral pH. The boric acid has a lower pH, so I would definitely recommend using boric acid powder and then adding that directly to the pool itself and not through the skimmer, just as a precaution. I know some guys add it to the skimmer, no problem, but it does have a lower pH than maybe a premixed formula or a manufactured formula of borate, so I would be cautious of adding that directly into the skimmer. And of course, if you're using the 20 mule team borax, you can add it directly into the skimmer. It has a really high pH, so it's not going to do any damage. And I find that's the best way to add the 20 mule team. If you're going to raise the pH with that, you can add it directly to the skimmer. Or if you wanted to add borates to the pool using the 20 mule team borax, you can add it directly into the skimmer 
with no problems. So I think adding things to the skimmer is safe in a lot of regards if you take these cautions. And the biggest one, I think, and this is where this myth kind of propagated from, is adding trichlor tablets to the skimmer. It may also be something that you need to note that if you have a commercial pool, you should have nothing in the skimmer. They don't like you putting anything in the skimmer basket because a kid can open up the skimmer lid, of course, and take it out. So if you're going to use the Pool RX at a commercial pool, make sure that it's in the actual pump and not in the skimmer. And of course, you don't want to put tablets or trichlor tablets in a skimmer for a commercial pool because then the health department will shut you down or a kid may reach in there and grab the tablet out. So you can't really use Calhypo tablets in the skimmer either in a commercial setting for that reason. You want to have a Calhypo um, inline chlorinator installed in a commercial pool. So even putting Calhypo tablets in a skimmer at a commercial pool is a no-no. Basically, nothing should be in the skimmer at a commercial account. For health reasons, mainly that a child can reach in there or an adult, take out whatever's in the skimmer, and then you're in a lot of trouble with liability with the health department. So just a side note, nothing should be in the skimmer in a commercial pool. And when I say commercial pool, I mean apartment complex, condo, um, hotel, motel, HOA association pool. Those are all considered commercial pools, YMCA, anything of that nature. Nothing should be in the skimmer. Although you can introduce chemicals through the skimmer if necessary. If you're looking for other podcasts that I recorded, you can go to my website, swimmingpoollearning.com. On the banner, click on the podcast icon. That'll take you to the drop-down menu of other podcasts I recorded. And if you want to enhance your business, definitely consider joining my coaching program at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week. God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash poolguy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash poolguy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.